going to hear briefly from, from seven GAIN member representatives and stakeholders here in front of me. They're going to give their specific view on the launch. First, we're going to Cloda McGivern, uh, Vice President of Academic Affairs with the Union of Students in Ireland and a QQI board member. So first to you, Cloda, what difference might this launch have for the students you represent? Um, so obviously the launch is fantastic. We all know how hard um, would I stand up? Uh, Nain has worked in, you know, promoting academic integrity in Ireland and then obviously providing tools and resources to institutions. So to have that on a global level is absolutely incredible. Um, I think that the main aim here is to really protect the learners in the institutions across the globe. But um, like we obviously see um, these are massive, like, powers that you know are going against students even students that don't typically would engage in you know academic misconduct are being tempted by flashy ads and deals you know get your essay first purchase 10% off and it's very hard to you know behave with integrity whenever you know you're constantly being guided not to and we even understand now that um, ads are being as targeted, we've heard on a local level, um, that they're targeting students with disabilities, saying, I know your ADHD might be getting to you, so let us do it for you. So to have people working together globally um, to exchange knowledge and you know, to inform others where we can really grow and just you know, promote academic integrity everywhere. So yeah, I just think it's gonna be fantastic and it's great to work together because there is strength in numbers and it's really time to fight back. So yeah, thank Thanks, you. Claude. Um, great, I'm just uh, sitting up uh, just beside you. And we have Andreas Sneldahl, your senior program officer with UNESCO. What's UNESCO's perspective on this launch? Well, thank you. Uh, as you perhaps know, UNESCO is the only United Nations agency with a mandate in higher education. And of course, on this background, we encourage and commend, uh, congratulate uh, QQI and, and TEXA for establishing this global academic uh, net network on academic uh, integrity. As we know that uh, uh, academic fraud and contract cheating uh, are increasingly borderless phenomena. And the initiative also reflects uh, that higher education itself is increasingly uh, globalized with more than I think more than half uh, of the world's eight million mobile students are now studying outside their home region. And um, for this reason also UNESCO adopted two, three years ago, a global convention on the recognition of higher education uh, qualifications, which is of course mainly about uh, the recognition of qualifications and quality assurance, but another important part of this is also uh, academic fraud, and the, uh, this is reflected in the convention by committing member states or the states' parties to the convention to take every uh, measure uh, or every step necessary to uh, eradicate uh, any kind of uh, academic fraud, including and especially through uh, using technology and uh, networking activities, and I think this in initiative corresponds very well to this, and I hope that uh, the work of the network will be also something that we can gain from uh, at UNESCO and with the Global Convention. Thank you. Thank you, Andreas. And we're just going to pass the, the mic to Professor Michael Draper, Pro Vice Chancellor in Education in Swansea University and member of the Council of Europe Etnad platform. What's your perspective? Thank you. 
good afternoon, everyone. Uh, it's a real pleasure to be here. Um, the Council of Europe, the SNI platform, you may have heard of it, has spent the last four years working with member states, all 44 of those member states of the Council of Europe, to develop a recommendation on education fraud and an extensive explanatory memorandum to that uh, recommendation. I was a member of a small working group responsible for drafting it along with delegates from member states, of which, of course, Ireland, uh, the UK and others represented here are indeed members. I was pleased to say that that recommendation was passed in July uh, of this year. There are 17 sections in total. As you would expect, there are references in that recommendation to internationalization, globalization, and the need for cooperation across member states to encounter and deal with and address the challenge of academic integrity as well as academic misconduct. Because integrity is far wider than misconduct. It's important, I think, we focus on integrity, supporting all actors, stakeholders, students, within not only higher education, but also within secondary, primary, and kindergarten education as well, to ensure that academic integrity is seen not just as an educational issue, but a societal issue, which indeed it is, because our students will go out into the workplace to work in employment in professions with direct access to the public. It's important that they have earned the qualifications, have the skills, knowledge, and attributes to actually do that. So this is a very welcome and timely um, initiative to see that uh, GAIN has been established. Uh, I want to pay personal testament to uh, colleagues across the room and QQI and of course QAO, because I work very close with QAO as well. And perhaps just finish with a personal slogan, I like a personal slogan, uh, just to recognize QQI and, and Billy that there's no GAIN without name. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, and if you're able to, to stand up first, um, sitting beside you, we have Dr. Julie Reddy, CEO with the South African Qualifications Authority. Dr. Reddy, from your perspective, I guess, what, what difference will this launch make? All right, I just jotted down a few points to stick to time. So firstly, it's a privilege for the South African Qualifications Authority uh, to be a signatory on this uh, global academic integrity network at its inaugural, inaugural launch. I want to applaud QQI and TEXA for establishing this uh, global network to promote and champion genuine qualifications, qualifications provisioning, and to protect learner agency, because I think that is such an important consideration. As a Global South partner to GAIN, I like the acronym, I must say, I believe South Africa and other global partners can gain a lot from this international cooperation and community that is committed to combating fraud and misrepresentation and redirecting our moral compass to ethical practices. Thank you.
And next to you, we have Dr. Ailsa Crome, Director of Membership with QAA, the UK Quality Assurance Agency. I know you're responding today as a member organisation. What's your perspective? Thanks very much. Um, well, very much has been said, I think, about the benefits of um, cooperating globally. Um, these um, contract cheating outfits um, are global operators, and so we need to be um, globally alive as well. So I'm very pleased um, to be part of this and on behalf of QAA. Um, I must um, thank um, Professor Michael Draper and other colleagues within the room as well um, for helping to promote a lot of the work within the UK. Um, a couple of things we've been doing, we created an academic integrity charter for our members to sign up to, again, recognising the importance of integrity and good practice as part of the culture. If we lose faith in or lose the trust in um, the expertise uh, of institutions to make qualifications and award qualifications, then we have um, lost uh, very much about the fabric of higher education, so it's so crucially important. And we've talked as well about the importance of protecting students. And These outfits are preying, and the Minister was absolutely right, they are predatory and some of their behaviour is absolutely appalling and it is possible while there are students who are under great pressure and who do take um, the very unfortunate and regrettable decision to purchase work that isn't their own there are also many students who get inveigled into being part of these outfits um, unknowingly um, the advertising that they um, engage in is, uh, is really um, breathtaking. They, we have seen that they can infiltrate institutions websites so that they can appear as though they are a legitimate service saying would you like help with your academic writing? Can we help proofread your essay for you? And before the students know it, they actually have given up personal details and they may leave themselves open to blackmail. So we need to think about those things um, and really protect the students in, in that. And we also want to really understand the kinds of activities that sit within what I've been describing and um, Professor Draper's been working with us on, what that sit within the kind of grey areas. You know, when is asking someone to proofread an essay perfect? legitimate? When does it become problematic? When does discussing a piece of coursework with your peers, it, when is that good practice and good teamwork? When does it veer into collusion? And these are some of the things that we're engaging in in projects in QAE. And I'm absolutely delighted to be sharing that practice with our counterparts across the world. So thank you for the invitation to be here thank today. You. Thank you, Dr. Crum. Billy Kelly, you're chair of the National Academic Integrity Network. Can you give us an Irish institutional pr perspective on the launch? Well, I, I'll give you the, the network perspective. And uh, the network is, uh, draws from right across the higher education sector in Ireland, students, academic staff, professional staff. And one of the key characteristics of it is that we've worked collectively across this. We've realized that the problem is not a problem of individual institutions, but it's a problem of all of us. And in that, we've drawn much information and knowledge individually and collectively from our international friends, right, okay, from Kath Ellis here in front of me, from Michael Draper, right, okay, from the European Network of Academic Integrity. And they collectively, right, have inspired us in terms of the guidance, right, that we have offered to individual higher ed uh, education institutions. And we recognize that Academic integrity and, and the goals of academic integrity are a journey. People talked earlier today about journeys and processes, and this really is uh, what we're doing about academic integrity. So in GAIN, where we're putting this collective action right 
from different countries together on a, a firmer footing, right, on, on a more regulated footing, right? We, we all stand to gain from this because the challenge is a global challenge. It's not a challenge that any one uh, jurisdiction or any one sector can hope to address on its own. Thank you, Billy Kelly. Finally, with us, we have Professor Kath Ellis, academic integrity expert and associate dean of education, the Faculty of Arts, Design and Architecture at the University of New South Wales in Australia. What difference might this launch have for institutions in Australia? Um, it's going to make a world of difference. Thank you, everybody, for um, joining us today to launch this amazing network. I'm so proud to be here today alongside Helen to represent the Australian sector and all the hard work we've done. Thank you to our regulator for the support that you've given us to make a big difference. I want to echo the words um, that we've heard from Minister Harris today that we can solve this problem, but we can only do so by working together. Just like Billy has said, this is needing collaboration, not competition. As Dr Hartle reminded us this morning, this is a common issue. We need better mechanisms to work together. This is our mechanism. And we need to, as Dr Doyle reminded us, we need to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. But Dr Doyle, if you're here, if I could respectfully suggest we put integrity in the middle of our donut. It has to be there in the middle of our donut. But one thing I want to um, also echo is that, Porig, thank you for renting the hall. But it's our problem. It's the higher education institution's problem. It's ours to solve. We need to work together. But we will win, and I'll tell you why. Because unlike the contract cheating providers, we can collaborate. They have to compete. And we're smarter than them. And thirdly, we care about our students and they don't. And respect to you, Clodda, you've inspired me so much this week. The student voice is so important here. Because if we work together, our gain will be their loss. Thank you for all of those perspectives. I'm now happy to introduce two short initiatives from providers around academic integrity. The first is from Dr. Rita Santos, the European Network with the European Network for Academic Integrity. Uh, just a reminder as well that questions will be on Slido only uh, for this part. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rita Santos. It's my absolute pleasure to be here representing NI, the European Network for Academic Integrity, that fully supports the launch of GAIN, and we look forward to working with you on this amazing initiative. Oh, sorry. So the NI network was launched in 2017, and our overall aim is to promote academic integrity at the European level and beyond. And for that, we rely on the incredible work developed by our members uh, through our working groups. I kindly invite everyone to have a look at our working groups. We have over 40 institutional members and over 30 uh, supporters. And we have uh, members from uh, uh, um, from Euro Europe and beyond. 
but also NI has been actively developing activities and events. For example, we are currently running our monthly webinars that are open for our members and beyond on topics of academic integrity. We also have our annual PhD summer school. And one of the highest moments for NI is our uh, annual conference. Next year, the European Conference on Ethics and Integrity at Academia will be held in Derby uh, from the 12th until the 14th of July. But as I said, research is a key component and research partnerships is a key component for NI. Our members are currently involved in several projects. For example, we have members involved in uh, the POOP project, a Canadian consortium that aims to prevent plagiarism uh, at universities. We are also running two Erasmus Plus projects, Bridge and Fate. And today, I'm going to present you briefly our victim support portal. The victim support portal that I coordinate is one of the innovative outputs from the Erasmus Plus Fate projects. And we aim at the victim support portal to raise awareness on the importance of supporting victims of academic and research malpractice. And speaking on a personal level, I was a student not a long time ago, and I wish I had a space where I could tell, speak up the, what was happening to me. And it's important that we as institutions raise awareness and think on, on the mechanisms that we can develop to support people who have been deceived by the unethical action of others. So in practice, in our portal, anyone, and I mean anyone from student to higher levels, can report in confidence their problem and receive support from our mentors on the actions to take uh, according to the nature of the case. And our mentors are researchers and academics from NI and from the Erasmus Plus FATE projects. We also have resources. Uh, we have uh, relevant bibliography, guideline documents, a blog. Uh, so what I want to tell you today is that if you know about someone who is currently struggling with an unethical action and would like to speak up against it, spread the word about our portal. We are here to uh, help anyone, but we are also here to raise awareness that we as institutions need to come up with transparent procedures of, uh, and, and investigations of allegations uh, on cases of academic misconduct. So to finish, and because I promise I would keep the time, uh, how do, how do, what do we do and how you can be involved? You can be involved in our working groups. You can play an active role in our activities and events. For example, you can be a lecturer in our PhD summer school. And if you are uh, currently planning a research project on academic integrity, feel free to contact us and we'll be delighted to work with you on, the, on, on your research. And we have educational materials, we have a glossary, we have guideline documents, we have different resources available for our members. Thank you for your attention. Feel free to talk with me during the conference or later on. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Santos. We're now going to hear from GAIN member, Dr. Yvonne Kavanagh, Assistant Registrar with SETU.
Thank you, and I'm here today to talk about Nain. And as our chairperson, Billy, said, there's no gain without Nain. So we're just going to look at, in particular, our framework for academic misconduct investigation and case management. So I'm talking today on behalf of Nain and especially on behalf of Working Group 1. So essentially, we've heard this morning and today all about academic, the academic integrity pillar. And as Michael Draper said there, we have to support that, engage, and that is fundamentally why we're here. So the goal and aim of NAIN is to uphold academic integrity, that there be no mistake about that. However, I know I'm talking about academic misconduct, so you'll see how that comes into the picture. Essentially, we've started with looking at our principles and ensuring that we looked at where we actually stood in the landscape and how we could actually frame those principles and work from there. From that, we actually developed our lexicon, which actually begins to give us a language by which we can talk about academic integrity using the same language. As the minister said, we need to be on the same page. So we have published our academic integrity um, guidelines and lexicon, and the guidelines underpin the partnership approach to academic integrity. This is our second publication, and it helps institutions frame their approach to academic integrity. And now we're working on the framework for academic misconduct investigation and case management. So essentially, the developmental process started with Working Group 1, looking through all of the literature, nationally and internationally, through breaking into three groups, coming up with different solutions and coming up with three different academic papers which framed this whole conversation. Once we had that, then we consulted with Nain. So as we've heard already today as well, consultation is part of the process. We want everybody in the room to be part of the approach to academic misconduct and academic integrity. In order to do that, we sent the papers out for consultation. Following that then, we consolidated it and we put it into an actual framework. So we designed our papers first and then our framework from that. So at this stage, we've just come back from external uh, consultation. What we've looked at is the life cycle of academic misconduct and broken it up into all the areas that we generally look at as we roll through a case involving academic misconduct. Of course, our education and awareness, as I said at the beginning, academic integrity is our key pillar. So we work from academic integrity point of view. We are education institutions. Education is where we start. That's what we want to do. But the most important step here is actually determining the academic misconduct type. Once we determine what the type of academic misconduct is, and we all speak the same language here, then we can begin to look at sanctions, recording, reporting, and of course, looking at our processes. So essentially, when we determine the type of academic misconduct, we decided that there were three fundamental types. We wanted a national approach, and we have uniformity across the sector, and the three are proposed. So we have identified, this identification again looks at the process and looks at how we deal with the case after we've identified it. So the first level is poor academic practice, and an awful lot of students fall into this category because they don't know, they haven't heard, they aren't aware of what good academic practice is. They fall prey, as we heard, to some of the unscrupulous businesses that are out there. That's fine, we can re-educate, we can actually talk to these students and we can help them progress along their journey so that they become pillars, if you like, of academic integrity going forward. As we move up the scale, then we have academic misconduct. So if we have repeat offenders and if we have kind of people who are just on the borderline, they go into level two. And then of course we have severe academic misconduct. 
Now, the reason why we've done these three levels is because we are looking at reporting and recording. And of course, we expect that there should be a large number at level one. This should then, due to our re-education and our processes to actually engage with students and actually bring them forward, this should drop sharply at level two and, of course, become much less at level three. And that's why we've defined them in this way. So that then when we're reporting, we're reporting the same thing always. So we all know where we are in our reporting structures. Essentially, then, the framework has progressed through the stage, as I said, of consultation. And now we have gotten tremendous feedback. We have had feedback from almost everybody in this room, I think. And it has been brilliant. It has been very constructive. And it really shows the consultation and working together works and gives us a framework to go forward with. We're currently looking at it, reviewing it. It will go back to Working Group 1, and then we will publish. And of course, we hope that you will be here for that publication. So the feedback will be incorporated into the final framework. And we will decide that through Working Group 1. So therefore, I just want to say thank you to all who provided feedback to Working Group 1, in particular, the leaders of the subgroups and the conveners, and of course, to QQI and the NAIN Steering Committee for the support with the feedback and administration. And we're all looking forward to seeing you at the launch of the framework once we publish. Thank you.